Hell Limit, Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want to be... You're making a run at it, aren't you? Pulling up a stake and going to Vegas. Welcome to episode number seven of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in a van, playing low six cash, to battling in Bobby's room in Bellagio, I'm Andrew by King 19 Peeper. I just want to live in a van and play poker. Like, why does life have to be this hard? Joined by my co-host and best friend, Scott. All my negative you, bro. Whether you've been at the tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet, this podcast should have something for you. What part, poker player hasn't watched Rounders and Mike McDermott jet off to Vegas and think, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, about a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that, so hopefully it'll provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. Alright, so let's get into our first segment. Don't tease him. Let's play some cards. Scott, how was, uh, how was this week on the tables for you? You know, I think it was a it was a good week in all. It was kind of a reality check of just how poker is a grind. It had its highs, it had its lows. I wish I had made a little bit more money, but I learned a lot. Um, saw some of my weak spots and where I definitely could could and do need to make some adjustments. But yeah, all in all, I, I was pretty happy with my overall play. I got cash three, three out of four tournaments. So, I mean, I can't be too upset at that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, only 75%. Yeah. yeah, not too great. No, but one was a min cash, and you know, at that point, you're just like, ah, is that worth it? And then, you know, I, I won third place in the one tournament, which was okay. I just, guy hit a gutter against me all in and just tilted, tilted the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? GG. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 you know, it is what it is. <laughs> quite, quite a lot of money can change on one card. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, uh, the plan for uh, me was to be back in Dallas already, um, but instead I'm still like a thousand miles away, so... <laughs> um. In Flagstaff, you know, Phoenix, Arizona. Now was in Flagstaff, and now, now in Phoenix with a um, with a broken down van. Uh, speaking of GG, that's what my engine said. So uh, on Friday, so, <laughs> <laughs> had to, uh, yeah, was uh, going uh, knock knock. Who, who's there? Engine uh, cylinders one, two, three, four, five, and six. So. <laughs> not uh not not good uh so yeah just yeah overheated on the side of the road and um yeah so stayed in flagstaff and then had a as flagstaff is not really uh the best uh spot to get your engine repaired for a new engine put in for uh any sane amount of money so uh, the first shop i wanted went to they wanted like 10 grand for an engine which is just like insane like it's a... totally affordable totally yeah, affordable. yeah totally affordable yeah just just 10 grand what like, a, 
What a deal. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what are you guys doing? Putting Ellis in it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, no, it's a, it's a V6 and then it's like a 15 hour job. It's not. <laughs> Even Brandon from, <laughs> like Brandon from Chevy, the engine's like four grand. So, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what that was, but uh, um, thankfully, um, AAA is a lifesaver and was able to get the 155 mild tow down to phoenix for free and uh <clears throat> found a shop that was able to get it in this week and uh they put a brand new uh new manufactured engine with like a three-year unlimited mile warranty on it um and they'll get me out the door for like three grand so not what i wanted to to have uh happen but uh yeah uh it's uh the uh the best option I have available to me so still in Phoenix for uh for a few days which means I've been not playing live as much uh talking stick here uh, there's uh, is is here in Phoenix and it's actually a one of the better card rooms in the country probably it's pretty big and it's some pretty decent games but it's not really on the side of Phoenix that um that the mechanic shop is at and that my airbnb is at so it's like a 30 to 40 dollar uber uh depending on the day to uh do one way to the casino so having to justify like a 60 to 80 dollar expense uh to play poker each day is that's, that that's a lot of rake <laughs> so um a lot of rake <laughs> yeah so i can't really can't really do it yeah not really not yeah not not really not really playing the stakes high enough to justify that so uh yeah mostly it'll just be playing online and studying and uh and uh so far that's done well i mean hockey's been going well um made if i think about uh six up 600 so far this week in the past week in hockey so that's been decent and then um in uh won a tournament on on splash uh last night for Profiting like six hundred on that, so that was hey, pretty good. Let's go, let's go. Yeah, a little. Uh, <laughs> that was a twenty percent of the engine, so <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're getting there. I vary it. I vary it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. I mean, it. I mean, it's you know, long term. Like this is obviously good. Like. You know, because I, <laughs> I, I last month I had to replace the transmission in this for like two, you know, a little over two grand, and now having to replace the engine for three grand. Um, so yeah, I mean, five grand is like a pretty significant hit to the bankroll. Uh, however, um, you know, now I got like a brand new van for now. I, sh <laughs> God willing, I should not have any problem for like the next ten years. Like, interesting. <laughs> like, it should just be gas and go and tires and oil changes and that should shouldn't shouldn't have any 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 more problems because i've all the big things i've <laughs> i've already done yeah that, and that's kind of nice it's a peace of mind peace yeah. of mind is that mm -hmm. especially considering that's kind of your your nest you know that's where you do it's where home is at the moment so having one right. that is that reliable, even though it costs you a little bit of money, is like you said, pros and cons. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, but yeah, at least yeah, at least still still being able to make money is is good. And yeah, then hopefully uh, they said three to five days for the engine, depending on uh, how things go. So earliest would be like Wednesday, and then latest would be Friday. Um, so should be back in Dallas uh, uh, by the weekend, uh, regardless. And make me think you're from Brooklyn, honestly, because. KD goes to Phoenix, you go to Phoenix, Kyrie goes to Dallas, you're trying to get to Dallas. Like, I just... <laughs> uh, two cities, man. You... <laughs> You'll be all right. You'll get there. Uh, yeah, it's just like... Uh, I, was, I, was tell, like I was telling you this earlier this week. It's like, I just want to live in a van and play poker. Like, how, why does life have to be this hard? Like, like the, the amount of, like, hoops and stuff that I had to jump through to to get the van down to Phoenix and find a shop and find an engine and like do all this stuff. So like <laughs> it was just, you know, especially like go to Vegas, come back and keep playing in, in Dallas. <laughs> fine. Like the engine only had like 170 on it. Like, you know, that's a decent amount, but like for that engine, it's not, um, uh, not crazy amount like then that's a pretty solid engine it's known known to be good for you know uh three hundred thousand so I, I didn't have any uh concerns about it when i when i bought it but yeah sometimes yeah what are you gonna do stuff breaks <laughs> stuff does break yeah i think you were telling me that your old boss at lockheed hit you up right in the middle of all this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he, he, yeah, I got a text from my old manager there, and he was, he was like, hey, man, it's, you know, like, um, as I, I think I've mentioned this previously with, with contracting with Lockheed in Florida, you had to, um, take three months off if you were wanted to remain a contractor, and he, so he, uh, he texted me, he's like, hey, man, like, how are things going? Like, it's crazy to believe how fast three months go by. I just just wondering if you were looking for work, if you wanted, uh, if you were interested in coming back, and I was like, you know, I mean, I just kind of, you know, moved to Dallas and got settled here, and uh, but uh, you know, if if, if that changes, like Lockheed's at the, will be at the top of my list, and I'll, I'll let you know, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's just like <laughs> you know, you got the got that uh. <laughs> At that in in the rear view, but it's always just like, hey man, like you know, it's like that. Uh, for anyone who used like Microsoft Word back in like the 1990s, like the little paperclip guy, like, hey, I know it's your bankroll's taking hit. You want some help with that? Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hanging around. Just <laughs> if you need it, we got it. <laughs> yeah. Here's a life raft. <laughs> You promise your paycheck will never be negative again. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> I know. We really, you really have to love this game to to do all this. And I, I, I remember pros saying that, like, like, oh, if you're in it just for the money, you just don't last. And yeah, uh, I, I thought about that. I'm like, well, you know, how true is that? But. <laughs> Like, I see oh, you, you know, win like, a lot of money, man. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're oh, a millionaire telling me that I need to, you know, it's about the love of the game, okay. <laughs> but but it, it's true, man, because to, to get there, 
it and I, I have even experienced you know all the trials that come with it but it's just a hard road but if you love it you, you'll keep at it i think i think people who do will be successful at the end but um that love is tested quite often in poker yeah for sure i mean you know we just just saw uh um you know this early early this week on the watch live stream you know i don't playing in the biggest games that he's ever played in in 100 200 and which ended up being like 100 200 400 and uh just you know <laughs> lost lost every flip lost every big hand and uh you know lost like 150k the first night and then like 50k the second night and just run yeah just running pretty cold and uh you know and he's like yeah this like this really hurts you know like uh, but uh you know, like, you know it's like the same time like you know i sold i sold the action that i wanted to and like you know when it when i put myself in danger of uh of ever going broke and uh uh, you know, and I'm gonna keep keep on battling. Like especially like the second like the set the, the second day was was pretty impressive. Like that like you like you just I really really uh really just like respected like him and his uh and his and the grind that he has um that uh you know like his first stream was 100 200 uh and he just got wrecked and lost the 150 which is like his biggest loss by like five times his his previous biggest loss in a day, and then um and then the very next day he's scheduled to play two hundred four hundred a game twice as big, and he's like yeah I'm gonna get go get back out there like that take that takes a lot, <laughs> yeah like, even, even if you sold a lot like that's that that like just 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 being with those numbers is 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 uh yeah it takes a lot of uh. A lot of mental fortitude yeah and that's what's required i mean i mean now you know what's possible but now we're going to tell you what's required and that is just it's just gruesome man like yeah because it feels like part of you sort of just dies you know what i mean you know what i mean it's like what yeah it's such a shock it feels it feels that way yeah it really isn't uh, like a, one of the old adjectives adage is of uh or one of the old sayings of poker is you know uh winning doesn't feel as good as of losing hurts you know <laughs> so it's true man and, and that doesn't help uh it's not uh that doesn't uh help that fact is just all your your friends and family who are outside of poker and don't know how to how it works uh and who are just uh they don't mean to be but they're just like woefully ignorant of of it and uh like like oh wow you won two thousand dollars like so what are you gonna do like what are you gonna buy like nothing like, <laughs> <laughs> like what do you mean that's a lot of money that's, that's what i make in two weeks like well yeah but you know like uh, like i lost 500 the week before and i broke even before that and yeah, you know, like there is this uh, I forget who it was, this some some woman that that cashed the main event, um for asked for like fifty thousand and uh someone asked her that, she's like, What are you gonna buy? She's like nothing. 
<laughs> what do you mean? That's what I'm making a year. It's like, well, yeah, but I didn't cash it last year or the year before. <laughs> I'm going to play it next year. So, <laughs> like, that 50 disappears really fast. <laughs> yeah, like, very fast. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's like my, uh, you know, my, my very first uh, interview with Daniel Rugano was. Uh, you know, where he said, you know, it's like, yeah, like I know some guys that are, you know, they're probably some of the biggest winners in the game, but they're they're never gonna move up or get anywhere or be successful in poker because they gotta buy ten thousand dollar watches and do all this nice stuff and sort of actually putting it into the bankroll. It's just wild. I mean, and that it's such a correlation to life. Of, yeah, for sure. You can you can play poker for a living um, if you. You know, if you play within your means, within your bankroll, and um, you can pay your bills. And mm-hmm. if you can't, sometimes you can't pay rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's uh Yeah. So, so all all that kind of goes into into what our what the our uh our our, our what our main event will be. And. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Today we'll we talk about like stacking your play and like why it's important and uh, how to track different methods that people use for tracking, uh, sample size and things like that. Um, because that's that's probably one of the I'd say it's one of the more fundamental things for for people to to start doing and one of the um one of one of the things that you, you really need to do it in order to to know that you're a winning player like at all. Um a lot of a lot of recreational players don't really track their play and so they but they remember like their big wins and they you know they kind of just uh uh, it's easier to like push out any break even or losing sessions, and uh, and so when people ask them like if they're winning player, like you know, like say, oh yeah, yeah, like like I'm winning, I'm winning, or like something you see you hear a lot is like, oh yeah, I, I mean, I'd, I'd say I'm about break even. I probably win like a little bit more than I lose. And if someone says like, oh, the, oh, I think I'm about break even, like that person is 99% of the time that person is just like a massive losing player. <laughs> And it really depends on, you know, what your mindset is. I think if you're someone that is like us who's trying to play for a living, I think we really account for where we're at. Because you have to, you know, you have to know the numbers of what, yeah. of what what you're accomplishing. But if you're a recreational player, you know, that just plays on the weekends and, you're, you know, you, you cash a few here and you lose a few there. and the game is just fun. Like I don't expect you to know those things. Like it's it's not that important to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I should probably yeah quantify that or or qualify that as as saying yeah like yeah that's 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 solely with the with the intention that uh you are you are playing poker with with your primary goal uh to make money uh and it doesn't have to be nor and it doesn't you know this it's not a bad thing. Uh, for poker to be social, uh, or poker to just be something that uh, you're in, a, you know, either just because the game is fun, or you, or it's a social game for you, or 
you just like to gamble in general, and this is like a good, like responsible uh, way that you found to, to gamble, and you find it, you know, more entertaining than sitting on sports or uh, slots or whatever. Um, yeah, this is yeah. Tracking your play is is mostly just mostly just important. Just just if you're if you're really trying to see, okay, like what's my hourly here? How long are my sessions? And you know about like how often am I cashing tournaments? How how often am I winning in the cash games? And and like all those all those variables and, and things that you you'd want if you're if you're trying to do this seriously, either either as uh, either part time or uh, especially professionally. Yeah, and uh, you know what I noticed when I was a barber, and uh, I, I took a self-employed route where I booth rented, and I met a bunch of other guys that booth rented, and I tracked my numbers. I, I was taught to track my numbers in school of you know how many haircuts was I was I getting a, a day on average, average that to a week, you know. And then basically boiled it down to, okay, what am I roughly making an hour? And, Mm -hmm. you know, through that, I could figure out what I was making, what I could be making a year. But uh, what what probably happens in poker, I I imagine, is what happens in other businesses as well that seem fun. You know, it's not, you know, you could use this thing as like, well, I'm my own boss. You know, I don't really answer to anybody. I just work for myself. Well, that that's really cool, and but you start to realize people that do that actually uh, quite a bit of time do not really like to track exactly what they're making because once you have that information, then you have to do something with it. And nine times out of ten, like you said, if a guy doesn't really know where he's at, you can almost be certain that they are probably probably losing. I can't tell you how many barbers I met. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, you know, we make, we make good money. And then I would ask them, you know, their information. And I found out, I was like, yeah, you make like 15 bucks an hour. They're like, what? That's impossible. I was like, no, it's not. Like, you, you know, you're working 80 hours a week. Like, you're making money. But, you know, most people work 40 hours a week. Like, you're not. I don't really, you're making, you're making horrible money. Yeah, you're just work. You're just working more than most people, and I, I those are the kind of like eye-opening things that you start to realize. And uh, you either, I think it probably happens in poker a lot. Like I think a lot of guys do it recreationally. They win on weekends and they try to go full time, and you know they're just having fun. You know, they're like oh, you know, it's, it's just like it would be on the weekends. And then the real grind comes in and. Uh, after three months, they're like, "Oh my God, wait a minute! <laughs> Ugh, I'm not, even, I'm not even breaking even here. This is, this is bad." Yeah, no, and it's, and it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's pretty tough, just because you, you do have to be just brutally honest with yourself and your, in your numbers and your wins and, and your losses. And I mean, I, you know, it's not like I've been doing this for all my life or anything, but I mean, I still don't like putting in losses. Like if I, you know, like putting in like a, a session that's like minus seven minus 800 and uh you know that that still doesn't feel good uh but uh you know you it's the numbers are what they are and you, you you're just gonna be robbing yourself and and then actually uh will be you know putting yourself into into more of like um you know confirming your your imposter syndrome of like oh yeah am i am i even being this game well 
you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not accurately recording your wins and losses and saying like, oh, I'm not going to count that one because I was, I was, I was kind of buzzed or I was, I was kind of drunk or I was, I was just for fun. I wasn't really playing my, my A game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're a professional, you know, or, or even just very serious about actually keeping accurate numbers, then yeah, every time you play, then, then it's going to, it's going to be tracked including me, like to look at their graph and then see that, that dip. <laughs> yeah, that red number. Yeah the, yeah, the big dip. And you're like, oh, well, there's another dip. Okay. And another one. <laughs> yeah, so as far as, like, how to track your play and the things out there available, um, there's several different apps out there that, that people use. Um, the There's... Um, the one that I use and I think is pretty prevalent, probably, probably the probably one of the top top ones out there is just called uh, Poker Bankroll Tracker. Uh, you can find it on iOS or Android, um, and they have a it's a free version that you can download, but then you get the full features with zero ads and like full cloud backup and everything uh, for ten dollars a year. So means under a dollar a month. It's pretty. Pretty reasonable. Um, one of the things that I like for for why I chose to use that is because it it um, enables you to 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 track both your online and and live play, which is pretty nice. Not all trackers allow for that. And then and then uh, one thing, particularly especially for playing cash games, is it's very it's very easy to keep track of tips. And this is something that hardly any um, uh, pro- uh, players, uh, is re- recreational or professional, um, very, very, very few people will keep track of of their tips. Uh, but it's something that I do, and it's pr- this, and I, I'm able to do that because the, this this app makes it extremely easy. It's it's running in the background, and so it's it's on your notification screen, and so. Like if I, you know, tip a waitress for a drink, or you know, track a pot, and I tip the dealer a couple of bucks, then, then uh, it's just yeah, literally two taps on my phone, just one to get the notification screen down, and then uh, then one uh, one tap on the app to uh, to add a tip for the session, and it tracks that, and it and, it, and then and then it and that's tracked in, in expenses uh, paid from the stack, which is. Uh, which is like all tips and everything, and then and that's tracked separately from from like like what you're paying and uh, and like time rake and stuff that just goes under normal expenses. So that's just as far as like providing like a full clear picture. Like if if you want like a full clear picture of exactly how much you're paying in rake, how much you're paying in tips, and and really like the the full cost of this game and and a, a real real clear true picture of your win rate, of of your win rate, then yeah, then you're gonna keep track of. Yeah, every dollar at the tables, and I think what, like you said, what matters the most is that you're tracking. Um, mm-hmm. it, it could be with a, you could have a pencil and paper, and as long as you're you are tracking every dollar that comes in and every dollar that comes out, especially from a business perspective, that's what you need to be doing when you go to a bank and um, you show them. Like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm a poker player. I do that full time. I, you know, I have taxes to prove that. And they're like, okay, well, you're going to have to prove your income. 
And if you don't have something, you know, paper or or an app that tracks that stuff, you're not going to be able to get certain loans and certain financial benefits that that you could get. And I know poker might not be a certain community that really like barbering wasn't a community that did that a lot. You know, most people hid the money they made, but mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, they really suffered because of that for retirement. Um, if they wanted a mortgage, you know, they couldn't prove that they made X amount of money. If they wanted a car loan, they couldn't get one. So there's there's a lot of benefits, not just in knowing what you're winning or losing, but the overall picture of, you know, you, this is a business for you and you should be tracking every dollar like it is It is a business. If we have fun. It's, you know, we, it's definitely a social atmosphere, but mm-hmm. you, you still need to treat treat your money, you know, like you're the owner because you are. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's one of my one of my good friends who is now out of poker as far as playing it professionally. But uh, yeah, Chase Chase Bianchi who who has a bracelet and like won the bracelet for uh, low six figures, I think, um, like one hundred twenty thousand or something. I want to say, uh, and was a successful uh, cash game player for years before that. Uh, he, you know, he got married and he bought a house and even, even with tracking, like, and all that and, and winning the bracelet and having that, obviously having that, you know, on his taxes and all that, uh, uh he had, a, he and his wife bought a house, like he had to have his dad co-sign on his house. <laughs> so, wow. No kidding. Huh? Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's, it's pretty, yeah. So it's, it's not really uncommon for sure in, in the poker world for, for 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 businesses and banks to kind of look at poker and be like ah, I I don't know about that and and I think it's getting better than it was I mean it's certainly a lot better to to, to do it now than it was you know uh, ten or twenty years ago for sure but and I know Nagano has had like some banking problems before and and has like tweeted out about, about like uh, some bank that's get really good in Nevada with with working from but I mean I I know. Oops. One, you know, one of my good friends in Vegas who plays, you know, mid stakes tournaments, uh, and he'll, you know, and, and he'll like go on a trip or something, and he'll need to withdraw, you know, twenty or thirty thousand, and the bank has like all these questions and wants him to sign all the paperwork and stuff, and he's like, my money, like I, this, is, this is what I do, like, let me have my money, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dealing with money and. Uh, coming in and out and, and tracking and all that. So, uh, I know some. I know some. I know there's a decent number of pros too that just use a spreadsheet and uh, just um, whether it's Google spreadsheets or whatever, they uh, uh, they've just had a spreadsheet set up for years and it was before like a lot of these uh, apps came about and it's uh, and you know they've got you know a bunch of formulas in there already that are you know pre-filled out you know whatever element numbers that they want to have whenever they can just put in the results of a session and it kind of fills that out for them. So that's, uh, that, that's definitely an, an option that, that some people uh, like to use as well. As far as like, and there, there's a, a few things that track, um, <clears throat> uh, do results tracking for, 
for both live and online poker. The on 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 the live side, the the one that everyone knows is Hinden Mob, and so Hinden Mob reports uh, tournament earnings and caches, and not every casino or poker room reports a Hinden Mob. They it's not like it's just open information. The casino has to send this information uh, to Hinden Mob for who all entered in uh, what places and what were the prize payouts and everything. And then uh, obviously, clearly, it doesn't show buy-ins or, or losses or how much a player is up or down. Uh, so, like for for years, you know, Negrano was uh, atop the 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 Hinden Mob uh, all-time money list, and now he's been replaced by yeah, Justin Bonner was just top like sixty million in earnings and on Hinden Mob. Which is just crazy, and uh, Nagano's at like fifty million. But you know that, but that's just because of all the high rollers and that have like come onto the scene in the past uh, five to ten years, and all the twenty-five Ks. Like if you, if you like, were to filter for uh, buy-ins like under twenty-five K, and Nagano is still at the top. Uh, you know when you have you know twenty-five Ks and fifty Ks and hundred Ks. And stuff. Then, yeah, when you know, when your min cash is, you know, when you're min cashing for like two hundred fifty thousand, yeah, you can you can move up the rankings pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a min cash at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, obviously, like not not taking anything away from Justin Bonomo, he's uh he's he's at top of the board for a reason. He's definitely one of the best tournament players currently in the world, but. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, for those numbers to be inflated is uh, not that difficult, and um, and like, as we said, like it doesn't track you know losses and things. So there are most definitely like players and in, uh, in, uh fairly high up on the list who are still you know uh, still might have a pretty impressive number next to the name, but are are in fact uh, losing. <laughs> That's a crazy thought. Yeah. So um, there's a uh, and as far as like online goes, there's a couple of different places. Uh, Sharkscope.com is the main one. You get like yeah, you know, to like five free searches a day on that, and then uh, they have like a paid membership that you can pay uh, either by the month or the year to get like unlimited searches. And uh, those those track most of the major networks. Uh, they don't track Ignition Poker. But they track most of all the other prominent ones, all the you know, Poker Stars and GG and uh, Global Poker, ACR, um, 888. Um, uh, so pretty much all the all the all the other brand, main brand ones that you would that you would know uh, is all tracked by uh, Shark Scope, and th- that one is. That one is definitely a lot more accurate, and that one does track. Uh, it's all tournaments, no nothing for cash games. Uh, but um, that one, you you can see what people are up or down, uh, assuming that people have either. Sometimes you have to opt in, and you have to like tell Sharkscope that hey, this is me, and you have to verify your identity, and then they'll start tracking your results. Um, or or you or you can also just block your results and block anyone from from seeing uh your 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 results which i think is also like a good thing like i think that's definitely something that they should that they should have 
I, I always like any kind of software institution that allows you to do whatever you want with your information. I think that that in a nutshell is the best thing that you could you could have happen. Yeah, I agreed. So, um, yeah, so those are, those are the, the two main things for live and online. And, and Shark Scope isn't a hundred percent accurate. It's very, very good. Like it's like if if it shows like someone's like up or down over you know a thousand tournaments, like they're and you know and they're like significantly so they're, they're they're very likely very close to that amount. A lot of sites will have different skins available, and like ACR is also like blackjack poker and. Uh, of a few other ones as well, so natural aid and so on and so forth. There's 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 several different skins that want that will all be under one site, and you're uh you under most of the terms of the service, like you're you're able to create one screen name per skin, so it's very possible for someone to have multiple screen names on on one site, and they could be up or down significantly on on multiple screen names. Uh, so that's you know it's not always you know, just because you see that someone is like up or down uh, uh, on with a number on on one site that doesn't you know it's again it's not always a uh, of a true not necessarily a true indicator of of that but yeah I mean it's not something that's like uncommon for and you generally the uh, the the thing only when I in that I've been out of playing online. For uh, in a serious uh, fashion and tournaments for quite a while now, but yeah, n- normally would be something that you do not not an uncommon practice. Like when you're at the final table or nearing the final table, especially if there's like significant money, it's just a shark scoop everyone and just you know put in their names and and see where they're at, and you can just kind of see like the amount of volume they put in, what their average buying is, and you know, and 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 kind of get like a a general fear for how how tough this uh, these opponents may or may not be, and then uh, kind of something that pairs and this is, this could probably be a a whole another podcast in the, uh, in and of itself, but some that goes along with tracking your play is also just tracking your hands and online. This is uh, something that's almost usually pretty easy unless you're playing on like a software on a browser based. Uh, website that's or something that doesn't allow heads like like GG Poker or uh, or uh, Global Poker is browser based and so there's there's no heads available for for that. But um, you know with like Poker Tracker Four or Holder Manager, uh, that's uh, you know anyone can buy that software and uh, have all their hands recorded and tracked and logged and and that's something that's pretty pretty easy to set up and plenty of YouTube videos on, on how to do so and um, pretty definitely pretty convenient for uh, not just tracking uh, your play but also reviewing hands and uh, reviewing different spots and things but uh, as far as like um, going tracking live uh, it's something that, that I always try and do uh, is, is to just, just to write down hands that you play um, even if they seem standard, like if you play like a really big pot, uh, yeah. I I almost always write the hand down, unless it's extremely like the most standard spot. Like, yeah, I got in aces versus kings all in preflop, 
Like it's unless it's something just as simple as that. Um, then then uh yeah, writing down big big pots even even if like they seem fairly standard, just just to send them to people and just to just to make sure that like hey I think you know um you know I played a big pot so like did did I you know could I have made a better decision whether 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 or not you win won or lost the hand, you know and just just spots where you're and they can be also like some small pots like. It'd be like a, a twenty or thirty dollar pot that, you know, maybe it didn't really impact your, uh, your session all that much, but you know, you found your, you just found yourself in a spot like, okay, like I'm not really sure, like, what is what's the best move here? I'm not, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not really sure what 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 move is should here would is going to be the most profitable. Then yeah, then write down that spot and and send it to somebody and or multiple people preferably and you know have it. To have a either either have you know uh, a bunch of uh, friends who are um, some of you some of whom are better than you that you can send hands to and discuss hands with or uh, or uh, there's plenty of different forums and hand discussion groups either on Discord or Facebook etc that you can post a hand to and get feedback from some some better players and. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, it's something that you know, the top, literally, you know, from the very bottom, uh, lowest stakes players to the highest stakes players, they still constantly just going over hands because poker is a very complex game and uh, there's a lot of different spots and a lot of things that you can do. So writing down your hands and and sending them to people is is should I think pairs really well with as far as like tracking your play. Did it take you a while to be able to fluently do that? Because I know some of the times that I've been at the tables when I first started playing, I was having a, I mean, I was having a hard time keeping up with this, the chip count. Mm-hmm. So for, I remember, I remember people saying that, oh, go ahead and track, you know, just write down your hands and <laughs> make sure you track it. And it's like, dude, like I, I haven't really got the hang of, you know, just, figuring out like what the, the pot is and like sure. being really fluent with betting yet. Like, and now you're asking me to not only make sure I have all that information down, but to keep up with all that information uh, at the end of each, each big pot. Do you have any yeah. advice for people that, you know, that are struggling with that? Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And, and I think that's something that, that I've just kind of gotten used to. And, and it's it just, it's just kind of automatic for me at this point when after playing live for so long but yeah it's there's a lot going on and there's there's um and the dealer's not allowed to tell you in no limit they're not allowed to tell you how much is in the pot uh and in pot limit it's it's different uh because you you can you can only raise the amount of pot so they can so they have to tell you how much is in there but yeah no no limit is a game of uh of observation so so they're not allowed to tell you how much is in the pot they can spread it for you and you know can, can kind of like see the pot a little bit more but something that i do as far as like what i as far as like tracking the action and and keep a track of, of what it what is in the pot you know obviously like pre-flop like you know what what the blinds are so you know how much is initially in the pot and then and then you're just kind of doing like simple like either addition or multiplication in your head uh and just going street by street it's obviously a lot easier if 
not in the hand, but it's and it's a good way to practice if you're not in the hand, just every hand just kind of do this in your head. And so like let's say you're playing like one three and there's one fold and then there's an open to fifteen, you know, okay, so that's nineteen dollars and then um and you, there's uh three collars, so okay, so fifteen times four, okay, that's sixty plus the blinds is sixty four dollars, uh so sixty four in the pot. And you don't have to you know, it's not you know, and like like saying there's sixty dollars in the pot versus sixty is not like a big deal. So just write all the information down at the end of it, or are you kind of yeah. having have your phone out? Like, is that taboo to kind of have your phone out like during the hand where you're writing information right. down? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's uh, I don't yeah I don't think that's that's very uh, feasible. Yeah, so this is this is all just all kind of in your head as the hand is going on, and then and then you kind of then you write the hand down afterwards. Um, Hey, so this is Andrew, and something that I forgot to mention in this episode is that it is also against the rules to have your phone out while you're in a hand, so definitely do not do that. Uh, if you're in a hand, don't be tr- writing down the a- your, your and the opponent's actions as the hand is going on. You would definitely not be allowed to do that. Okay, that's all. Oh, 15, four collars, okay, $60 in the pot, and then... Uh, on the flop, okay, this guy bet thirty dollars. Okay, that's ninety. You got a call, okay, one twenty, and and so just kind of keeping track of your head in in like that, and then after the hands, then then you then then writing it down. And there there's short there's short term like there's like short hands kind of for you know for poker you know three exclamation point is like three bets. Um, obviously like all the positions are abbreviated for. UGG, hijack, low jack, cutoff button, you know, CO, HJ, GN, um, SBBB for the blinds, uh, checks will just be like X, you know, and suited will be S, like, you know, like 78 suited will just be 78 S, uh, and different things like that. And there's a pretty, there's a pretty, as far as Android goes, I'm not sure what, how iOS devices do this because uh, I like to use my phone and so I have an Android. But <laughs> there's a there's a pretty cool keyboard called Poker Keyboard, and that I use. And so that has all the suits, uh, uh, emojis like all in one, and then it has pretty much all the all the key phrases and words that you would that you would need to write out a poker hand history. It has the positions and all the all the actions for jack bet call all in raise hold turn river you know rainbow etc like it has all those all those things all in one and it's on the android it's pretty easy to to switch to uh, your keyboard from your normal one to that so that's something that helped really speed up the process a lot for as far as like writing on the hand after the fact, so yeah. But as far as like getting getting used to like writing down the hands after, because it's you know it's not like online where it's distracting poker tracking. You just look at it, and it's all logged for you. There, like you said, there is a lot of information going on. Is yeah, I would just I would just yeah, just just start tracking, start doing it with with other other people's hands and hands that you're not involved in, and 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 like I said, you don't have to get down to like the very dollar. 
and you know, in some places have rake, and some rake is higher than others, and you, you know, you sh- I don't think you should be like worried about like, oh, they took five dollars out of this pot. Oh man, they took seven dollars out of this pot. Like, I need to subtract the five, subtract the seven. Like, as far as like what the what what the pot size is, um, you know, don't don't stress about like uh, that you didn't yeah track you know you, you, that you forgot to add in the blinds preflop or something. That's not gonna be a a significant factor in and whether something is plus or minus EV. Yeah, I think that I think that's all great, especially the uh, the poker keyboard. I'm I didn't know that was the thing. I'm gonna have to look into that myself. Uh, and I just wanted to bring that up because I I know there's some people out there where this is you know second nature, almost like breathing to them. And mm-hmm. there's gonna be some people that are been playing poker for maybe a little bit recreationally online and if they have kind of the shock that I did, like I'm not bad at math, but I just remember getting on the table and going, Oh, like I'm all that information that the computer was doing for me. Like that's, that's on me now. And it's not a long adjustment time. Well, I mean, depends on what you think of long. I think you said it took you almost a a full year to just get very, like really fluent in it where you didn't have to think about it much. Is that right? Yes. So it actually, yeah, so it actually might be a little while, you know, until you are, until it is that second nature. And I, I, I do think we both probably agree live, live is usually softer than online. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it comes with its own set of uh, things that aren't accounted for. So right. I think those are just some, some good good things to keep in mind for what tracking looks like and sort of the requirements to uh to do it well yeah agreed yeah the, yeah and i'd say probably how most people will track and relay their hands to people is probably the way that you shouldn't do it and this is uh usually in the form of some bad beats and they're uh as they say and rounders they can call with remarkable accuracy the astonishing bad beats of their career uh this is uh definitely true in both low stakes uh low mid stakes tournaments and cast games of of you know going outside for you know either a drink or a cigarette whatever and talking about it either to um somebody you know or even somebody you don't know and you're just playing with um and talking about how you busted or whatever and and you're not really looking for specific strategy advice of how you could have played the hand better or uh if 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 you were making the correct decisions or not you're just kind of looking either for sympathy or just kind of events and like i can't believe this guy hit the hit the scut shot on me or whatever it was <laughs> that uh you know go the two outer uh and or you know how he he made a call preflop with jack five and hit two pair versus your aces, whatever it is. Like it's, uh, that's, that's, that's mostly the hand histories that you're going to hear around the table. And that's, you know, and, and, and around the poker rooms that you're at and, you know, nothing particularly, you know, quote unquote wrong with that. But as if you're trying to record your hands with the purpose of playing them better, uh, yeah, that's not, that's not how you're going to improve. For sure. Of, of hands will go on to, Next segment of catch these hands. Why did you throw me gloves? To catch these hands, yeah. Talking about just interesting hands 
uh, either have us play during the week, or, or or it could just be about strategy specific. Like if we had like, uh, you know, a spot that we wanted to discuss of either you know maybe it's bubble play or ICM spot or uh you know blind on blind things like that it'll it, that'll also go in into here. But um, I've mostly been dealing with the van and uh some stuff online, but wasn't. Didn't really have any, any too. Uh, thankfully, the 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 sharks on splash didn't really give me too 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 many tough spots where I really wasn't sure what to do. I was uh, I kind of <laughs> was able to navigate pretty well and just win flips. Like <laughs> I wasn't a didn't generally get into too too many tough spots uh, in the past week that uh, I thought were noteworthy. Um, did you have anything? I, I really didn't have a ton of tough spots to improve my hand reading skills. They're they're slowly getting better. Uh, so sometimes I struggle with figuring out where fish are. I mean, they have all fish have a range. All player types, you know, play play certain ranges mm. by call by calling or raising. And <clears throat> I think with Merge type ranges, you know, king queens and ace, you know, ace jack stuff like that. Maybe either a min raise or a flat pre flop on a final table sometimes. And some of those spots, I'm not really sure what to do when this when stacks aren't too deep. And you know, I'm like, ah, man, is this guy trapping? You know, do I just flat here? I I think those are situations where I'm trying to figure out. You know what's the what's the best play here, and they're kind of tricky, honestly, because that you sometimes you just don't know with fish. You definitely have yeah dealing with 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 ride ranges and people who you know I mean I have I have notes on people who you know overland base king at the final table, and, or you know open uh open for like a third of their stack. You know they open for like five bigs off of 15 and then they fold to shove and just all this <laughs> like pretty wacky stuff that is just like you know clear mistakes but you're not you know they're not really sure they folded so you're not really you know you didn't get to see the hand you're not really sure yeah. what, what they were doing with that with with that that you just kind of like okay that was really weird i'll make a note of that i guess and look for it in the future that they folded i guess <laughs> like yeah hard lady that we play with and that she at the final table if there's like six of us left and she has anywhere between 20 or 30 bit big blinds left i mean she will open up from any position like six six x mm-hmm. like in, consistently and you're just really scratching your head you've got a decent you know a pretty decent hand you're like well what what do i do here because <laughs> she's not the she's not the big stack and it looks pretty committed, but then you see her, you know, some guy will call and he'll bet out, they'll bet out flop, and you'll just snap fold. You're kind of scratching your head, wondering what in the world's going on. Yeah, uh, the the tournament that I that I won um, felt uh, pretty decent because because I, I I played I played heads up for a, a, a decent amount of hands. Like it wasn't it wasn't like it was over. Extremely quickly, I think I I came into heads up with a a slight chip lead, but stacks are pretty 
pretty comparable. I think I had like maybe like 35 bigs to 30 bigs. And we kind of traded back and forth for for a little while. Um, but I have a you know not super extensive knowledge of playing heads up, but I have, I have a decent amount, and I've I've gone through the the upswing heads up uh, course, which is definitely really extensive and provide a lot of really good knowledge and insight for heads up ranges and and just all the different nuances of how to play heads up because it's a very it's a very it's a completely different game in a lot of ways and uh and you have to play force to place just so many hands and, and hand values are are changed a lot and and so it's uh um yeah there so there's spots where you know like like if you have like a pocket pair almost any like pocket pair like that's a that's a really, really premium hand. Like it's obviously really, really rare to get a pocket pair, and so that's normally a hand that if you're, you know, if you're like under fifty bigs, you're normally willing to get all in with. Uh, you know, a you know any ace is extremely, really strong. You know, you know not like a hundred bigs deep, but yeah, that's like thirty big blinds deep or less. Like any ace is is pretty is pretty strong, um, and uh, and then you know, then like you, know, you and, and even and it's, and it's it's you know, and it's also just hard to make a hand. <laughs> so it's, it's it's you know, like like Antonio says, like it's hard to make a pair. <laughs> like it is. <laughs> uh, you know, two two out of three times you're gonna miss a flop. Uh, and so it's so your your call downs and things like that can also be just a lot wider. And I mean, I had a a spot last night in the match where you know I the board just ran out like pretty dry and I was check all the way down to the river and I think the board was like eight high or something and I had queen nine suited and just uh and neither I was really put like any money into the pot you know check the river and then and then the river the river paired the board as well and so it's kind of a, uh so it's extremely like static dry board and then he bets out half pot you know queen nine high. And as played, like Queen Nine High is a pretty decent hand to to call with. Like it's he he net three bit pre, so he doesn't have like any good ace x, um, and he uh and he doesn't have a lot of uh good king x because a lot of good, the decent king x would have three bit free and I block you know king queen and king nine so um so there's not a ton of like king x that would play this way and King X and is also has the showdown so King X really shouldn't feel the need to to turn its hand to a bluff and uh like I said like the, it paired the board so doing it with a so any any anything that paired uh shouldn't uh it doesn't really make sense for him to be betting on the river that a pair that uh he wants wasn't betting in the streets uh prior to this. So yeah Queen Queen Nine High is like a decent call for this uh for the for that spot and so I called and yeah he had like like nine high or something like that it was uh yeah just complete air ball and you know not saying like results oriented like that's uh you know that's uh like oh yeah I won the hand so it was definitely right but that was just like I think I just tried to lay out in some decent uh short theory of like why like like King High and Queen High calls. 
can be like a lot more common than they are. And, uh, you know, in a, a full ring game, like you should very rarely be calling someone in a full ring game with queen high. You better be really, <laughs> really sure. <laughs> yeah, you better be damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how little do you respect me? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, made me believe it. You gotta show me. <laughs> uh, love those guys. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. They just had to see it, and <laughs> apparently they had to see it a lot of times. That's right. Nice hand. Oh yeah, yeah. GT. Yeah. Great uh, guy. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wrap things up with that. Uh, to the office of, uh, of my, 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 how the turntables. Well, well, well. How the turntables. Odd, funny, that happened during the week and on the tables. I mean, you know, Puckers uh, attracts all sorts of characters and people from all walks of life. Uh, uh, I, th- I forget who, I think it was maybe Jesse Sylvia that tweeted out this uh, earlier this week. He was uh, he's like poker just brings together like so you 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 won't find another competitive game that fo- that brings together so many people from all different walks of life. It's the only game where you can sit down and you can be sitting next to a 45 year old cowboy, young guy in his 20s and sunglasses and hoodie, and grandma is sitting across from you and they're all trying to stack you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, man. I uh, the game, the games that I've been playing, and mostly, it, you know, it's just been really fun. Like, uh, there's some older guys that play in it, and we've just been talking about books. And I read a lot, all kinds of all kinds of genres, from thrillers, fantasy, fiction, you know, nature, comedy, just a ton of ton of books, and. Not a lot of people my age read a read a ton, so I, <laughs> you know, I'll be around a bunch of group of people, maybe at a party, and they're talking about interesting things, and I bring up a few books I've been reading, and it's pretty, it's pretty dry. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a great conversation at a party that gets the people going. But <laughs> at the poker table, you know, I'm sitting with some guys that are 60, 80, and they're just ranting about. You know, classic movies, you know, these classic books that I've never heard of, you know, huge historical, historical books. And it just feels nice, man. I think it's just one of the things about poker that is so, I'm trying to figure out a good word. Oh, not romantic, but genuinely intriguing that, like you said, there's always going to be someone at the table you know, that you can get along with, that you can connect with and have a good time with while you're there. Yeah. And and for me, that's just, that's just been really good fun because just like at work, at any job, you kind of want to like the people you work with. You know what I mean? And if you can have a conversation, (laughs) you know, a few conversations while you're at the tables and you don't have to listen to guys just drown on about, their bad beats or how they got outplayed or how poker isn't fair, you know, if you can get away from that and have just some fun, good conversations, 
I mean, that's a little bit of a win in itself at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely, definitely always nice to to be having, uh, to be sociable and yeah, be having having fun at the tables and and talking with people and and that that usually ends up being much more profitable player able to be at like if you're just at a table and everyone's just buried in their phones or their iPads, you know, uh, either texting or like watching Netflix or something. And that's that's you know that's usually not 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 a very good table to be at, and there's not not a lot, not really a lot of action going on at the table. I'm gonna sit down with a bunch of old man coffee. Not, <laughs> not, that, not that they're not welcome. It's just seven out of nine ain't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At their coffee cup, it's is larger, taller than their chip stack. It, yeah, it's not not great. <laughs> That's a rule, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, one of the truest measuring sticks in poker. <laughs> <laughs> All my Mexico for you, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, I didn't really have any anything that's try like this week, but yeah, during during the Super Bowl, man, it was just like you know, obviously some really great games, and and everyone's you know there to have a good time and out of town and. Uh, so we we were we were, yeah we had some fun fun tables and fun conversations. Sometimes uh, I was playing with this this one woman who was on my right, and and she was just drink you know she was drinking her glass of wine and having a good time. And we were we were kind of talking about how crazy COVID was and 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 2020 and uh, all the the different different. Uh, weird or funny things that we saw going on during that and uh i i, <laughs> I brought up that uh the uh the, some of the strip clubs in in las vegas had some some fairly creative advertising as as far <laughs> as trying to bring in <laughs> bring in people during that time and uh the, it was one um <laughs> which establishment it was but they uh they they gave you a if you brought in your your vaccine card, uh, you got a free lap dance for for doing that. Oh my god! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I get people out there, you know. <laughs> There's a line around the block for that place now. <laughs> uh, one one of the uh, one of one of the better billboards that I <laughs> or better, I guess, is <laughs> extremely relative. One of the more comical billboards that I saw uh, was uh, uh, was for one of them, and it said, um, uh, "Hey, we wear masks. Everything else is optional." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, yeah, so we we're we we're having a good laugh at the table about that. <laughs> hey, you gotta get you gotta give it to them, you know. You don't have to agree with it, but you know you gotta give it to them. <laughs> you know, know your market. <laughs> oh man, that's too good. God. <laughs> 
So thanks for hanging out. Review, give us five stars. Email us with any feedback, good or bad. Love to hear from you. Reach out to when the chips are down podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send in your own hand or questions you might have about poker. You can find myself at Viking19 on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Coming up in episode 8, we'll be back with Joe and stock more high stakes, and possibly Willie, who's been grinding promo Avenation pretty hard. Looks like I'm not going anywhere until Friday, but keep grinding, guys.